calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Sarah Michelle Gallagher, Buffy the back stand stands we are we stand together a pop culture academic symposium yeah that's true we're the pop culture professors actually which is interesting it's interesting it is it is because you know we're smart people and we're talking dumb topics i'm lauren brickman yeah and i'm caitlin pizzaguy and shockingly people have allowed us to teach actual college students in actual college classrooms a wild call by them and they also gave us master's degrees (laughs) Guys, <laughs> and to the students that I had a meeting with today who said, Professor, I'm going to go check out your podcast. I hope I hope you come back to class. Welcome, student. <laughs> Welcome, student. And you probably are not too far into the semester to have the pass date. I mean, the, fi- the um, drop date. So mm-hmm. it's not um, too late. Or to get the pass fail grade. You know, work it out. <laughs> yeah, work it out. Uh, I might also be your academic advisor. So I would be the person to Ooh, do that Ooh, is you. that awkward if they drop your class and they're your academic advisor? You're the academic advisor? So it hasn't happened yet because in the BFA program where I'm an academic advisor, they the, the program, I'm new to it. So like I'm just getting my first gotcha. batch of students. And so the new students can't have me yet. So it wouldn't be for a few more semesters that I could potentially have okay. that issue. But when it does inevitably happen, happen the good news is is that i teach a core subject that you can't drop so (laughs) nice now could they change sections (laughs) good luck (laughs) would be awkward to say the least now you may have noticed the show is called we stand together and what Mm -hmm. does standing mean lauren 
<laughs> you know, baby, it's an obsessive fan. But you know what? We've discovered on the show, it doesn't just have to be, you know, a, a person that you're a stan of. <laughs> you know, you may remember the wildly unpopular choice I made to stan essential oils a few months ago. Yeah, people are still up in arms about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We lost thousands of listeners. and <laughs> Thousands of listeners. But you have to stand by what you stand, and that's fine. And what are you standing this week? You know... I'm feeling a little spooky. So <laughs> it, I saw some pumpkins turned into jack and lanterns this weekend. And so I've started watching horror movies. And this week I'm standing the comedy horror film Extraordinary, which was really delightful. Uh, it's about this woman named Rose. She's this Irish driving instructor who mm-hmm. uh, is denying her supernatural talents until she meets a cute guy named Martin who needs her help. And uh, it's really adorable and uh i strongly recommend everyone checking out extraordinary that sounds like a great stand i think thousands of listeners just came back <laughs> yeah 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 thank god um you know i i decided this week to stand just a movie and not make everyone worried about my mental health for watching an entire series between the last episode and today you mean by not uh, admitting that you did that also yep so i'm just gonna pretend like all i did this <laughs> week was watch one movie uh caitlin what are you standing right now well i guess i'll take the baton from you about everyone being worried about me and my mental health because i am watching smash again <laughs> Caitlin, how many times have you watched it? It doesn't matter. And okay. And okay. I do think that, yeah, we've done an episode on our podcast. Yeah, we did a live stream about Smash, but maybe we should do some more stuff about Smash because I do have some more theories now. And I really think I can fix it. Maybe the live table read that we do will be me rewriting the pilot of Smash. Well, you're going to have some fierce pushback from fans because there are a contingent of fans on Twitter trying to fight for Smash's place in pop culture history as one of the best pilots ever written. And to them, I say, did we watch the same show? Well, if they if they buy a ticket to this live stream of my table read just to hate on it, that's fine, too. We okay. welcome those dollars. Um, and Well, Caitlin, I feel like this is something you have to do now. Yep. It's a promise. You wrote a check and I'm going to cash it. So okay. I expect I, I have, expect I have one really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the rest are going to be just okay. Yeah. But I mean, that's okay. already an improvement. <laughs> I'm fully with it. Now, I, I'm so excited because today, today proves that you can really make your opportunities come true. Like, you, if you dream it, you can be it. Because, folks, today... A Stan Becomes a Guest. And you listeners may have heard me gushing a few episodes back about an artist named Barty Strange and Mm -hmm. how I couldn't stop listening to his music. And guess what, y'all? Today, my Stan Becomes a Guest. Please welcome to the podcast, Barty Strange. Hello. (laughs) Hey, everyone. (laughs) Hello, thousands of fans of the podcast. I'm Barty Strange. Thank yeah, you, you are. And I, I'm going to just say, like, Bartiz, I can't stop listening to your single Boomer. I have been listening to it nonstop for weeks now. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that song. I almost didn't record it. I was really wow. close to not tracking it at all. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did, and I hope my roommates are as glad that you did as I am, because it has literally been playing in our house nonstop. So <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> but today is really exciting, because it's not often that I gush about someone and then they show up on the show. But no. I, hope this is, I hope this is the trend that we're starting. Yeah. Watch. Uh, yes, I agree. 
Yeah, watch out, Shimu Lee. You're coming on the podcast Damn, next. Damn, that's, yes, that's a pick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, you know, I'm really going for it. But today, you know, since Bartiz is such an incredible musician and a musician that defies genres, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about musicians and music that defy genres. The good, the bad, the confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bartiz, you know, we always like to put our fans at ease by kind of like letting them know what our credentials are to sort of dive into these subjects. So, uh. you know, like for me, my credential today is that in the early aughts when I was a uh, middle school student, rising oh. freshman, uh, I did briefly try to start a band. Mm-hmm. Now you might be asking what instrument I wasn't I wasn't really I was playing viola but that wasn't really going to be part of the band. I thought I could be the lead singer and lyric writer oh my God. of a band called Unnatural Selection and the whole idea behind it was that because we weren't proficient musicians it would be unnatural to select to listen to us. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so good. That Someone has to be a band, that name. band Someone must be. Someone has that band selection. name. I talked one girl that I went to middle school with. Shout out to Lacey Hebblethwaite if you're out there listening. But I talked Lacey, who did know how to play guitar. We wrote a little over half of a song. And that was as far as Unnatural Selection got. I think it gives me credit. When the song was written and Mm -hmm. y'all were practicing, Mm -hmm. tell me about just like, I want to know... Okay, y'all write the the song. I'm assuming y'all get together and it just clicks. Mm -hmm. You have a huge, a great session. Right. Mm -hmm. Did Mm -hmm. you just loop that part that you knew over and over? And then every time you got to that part, did you just say as a singer, just run it back? Uh, I didn't even know that I could say just run it back. Um, But I wish I had. I learned just enough. uh, She showed me just enough on the guitar that there was like about three measures that I could play. And I just played those three measures over and over again. Like we had a, I would say we had like a moderately strong chorus. And that was, that that's how a natural selection was born and died. Is there wow. any music anywhere that we can purchase as a fan? Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't have any audio recordings, but I will try to find the photos that we took because we did try to do press photos, which was the first time that anyone straightened my hair. I didn't know that my hair could be straightened until the sleepover I loved it. where they were like, if we're going to be a band, Lauren needs to learn how to straighten her hair. No! Damn. Now you guys are on hiatus right now? We're on hiatus. We're hoping to get back together sometime this year. Yo, Fingers crossed. So, I'm sure that Lacey, Lacey is her name. Yes, Lacey. I mean, when well, when she hears the podcast, I'm sure sh- you can I'm sure her agent's gonna be calling you like crazy. Like, let's get this, I, let's get it going. You know, weirder things have happened, and I know she's still out there doing music. So Lacey, if you wanna collaborate over Zoom, hit me up, girl. Lacey, hear this call. Uh, Kaylee, what are your credentials for today's episode? Okay, mine is the, and it will relate more to my thesis and make more sense at a later point, but I I accidentally, I I believe I got tricked into seeing the lead singer of Stained in concert. Um, His name is Aaron Lewis, and I, uh, he, he opened for Willie Nelson, who I love and who I stand. And then you just think you're seeing this opener and you're like, okay, who's this guy? And then he's like, 
And then at the end, he's like, you might know me from the band Stained. And then he's saying, it's been a while. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't consent to be at a Stained concert, okay? Damn. That, like, I, I probably would have come anyway early, but like, you need to let people know when they're watching Stained. And that's just how I feel. That's not. Um, but that was certainly defying a genre. Jeez. That's like, I'm trying to put concert into non-consensual right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Non-consensual. Non-consensual, Yeah. It's just not what you. The parameters were not set. I've definitely had concert going experiences like that. Like when I went to see the White Stripes, I did not consent to the glow in the dark puppet show that happened beforehand. (laughs) That's too much. They should have never did that. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I've been waiting for someone to say that since it happened. That's so sad. Have you ever? Is why the best concert ever is the one Lauren and I went to see together. Dolly Parton, who sent an email the day before saying there will be no opening act. And yes, the concert does start promptly at 730. Don't be late. And it's like, thank you for parameters, (laughs) ma'am. She did. She started right at 730 and she gave you two solid hours and then she was done. Mm -hmm. And she played Jolene second because guess what? Get there on time. (laughs) Is that what she said? No, but that was implied. I mean, she was it, not waiting for people. She just played all the hits right at the people top. People missed it. Yeah, and then she's like half hour in, new stuff. No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, rude. I love it. Have you ever been at a concert where you felt like something happened to you that wasn't consensual in terms of the music acts? Yes. Right. But I'm afraid <laughs> to say who they are because. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're in the industry. I understand. You're in the industry. I understand. Wait, no, well, I wanna, let, me well, just, let me think about this for two seconds. Okay, okay, that's fair. One, one hundred. <laughs> I have, okay, this was non-consensual, okay? Okay. So I was playing um, football at a small college in Kansas right out of high school. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I used to skip practice and go to the skate park in Emporia, nice. Kansas, and hang out with the punks. True story. <laughs> There was this guy who worked at the Home Depot. His name was Bradley. He was a great skateboarder. He was like, had to have been 15 years older than me, but I treated him like he was five years older than me. Right. You know, like I wanted, I was new in town. I wanted to fit in at the skate park. He was like, dude, you should play in my band. And I was like, oh, of course. Went to his house. He had all this gear. I was like, this is great. I don't have any gear. So I'll play here for as long as you want. We start learning all these songs, and he's like, well, yo, we have a show, actually. Like, do you want to be the guitarist? It's a Saturday. And I was like, hell yeah, I'd love to. Little did I know. I didn't know the music I was playing. I grew up, I just didn't hear, I didn't know that, I was playing Gigi Allen songs. Mm -hmm. And Gigi Allen is a well-known, like, Nazi, racist, womanizing, (gasps) rapist, murderer freak. Like, would, like, shit on his hands and throw them at people in the crowd. Really intense, right? And Brad started a Gigi Allen cover band. Me, (laughs) trying to be cool, was like, oh, dude, I love Gigi Allen. I love it. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I don't know shit about it. I go to the first show. Everyone at this community center is like, yo, dude, it's so cool to see you here. Like, so cool to see you be down like for the music and yada yada the message and i'm like yeah dude it's cool to play guitar you know punk band um whatever and you know every band i played in everyone was white but me 
So I didn't know that I was playing for literal fucking skinheads. Oh my God. So that was something that was not consensual. I played in a GG Allen tribute band for a crowd of 500 skinheads. 500 and, is quite oh, a yeah, few. It was deep, deep. It was a community center full of skinheads in Kansas. <gasps> Wow. Oh my gosh. And I yeah. survived. Wow. That's my and you survived. <laughs> I just after well, I didn't I still didn't know the whole night. I partied with these guys, stayed out, drank underage beers, got a ride wow. home, told my roommates, looked them up on YouTube the next day, and was like, Oh, I can't hang out with Brad anymore. So then I stopped going to the skate park. <laughs> Oh, that's a bummer about the skate park. Yeah, that sucks about the skate park. But you Good. know, that's the thing about that's the thing about the planes. You you they they will sneak up on you. You, you got tricked. It will. You know you, you got tricked. Up, like I was racist that day in a way. Like I was. <laughs> in a way, you spent a day. I mean, if there's a snapshot of it, it doesn't look good. But I've been white it looks before. confusing more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that we were able to give you a platform to get out ahead. Wow. Um, yes. The footage. Yes. The inevitable. Oh, oh my god. Could you yeah, imagine? So, Nobody can cancel Bartiz because you have it on the record here. He, as soon as he found out, y'all, he left the band. I was like, wow, this is scary. I have to, I have to never talk to these people ever again. <laughs> this is horrifying. So <laughs> yeah. was, was your name something different before you left that band? Like, is Bartiz Cox an alias that you had to develop after leaving that band? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. My name that was, feels right. Don't, don't say the original name. Troy right. Van Leeuwen. <laughs> amazing well obviously you have lived you have lived the genre defying life since day one so i think it's time to play a little game you ready to play a game let's play okay so caitlin and i in addition to being huge music fans we also we love us some reality tv and so we decided to kind of throw all of our favorite things in together and make a big old stew to create the game called Voices Unmasked. So we're going to pretend that you, Bartiz, are the celebrity judge of a new show. And just like on The Voice and Mass Singer, you're not going to know who you're judging. We're going to play you an audio clip and you're going to tell us if based on these clips, these musical acts are going to Hollywood or they're going home. Oh, OK, cool. <laughs> and here's the fun thing. I will tell you, these are all performances that defy logic and genre because these are all performances by fictitious characters on TV shows. <laughs> okay. This is cool. <laughs> so, so we're gonna play we're gonna play you a little bit of we're gonna give you a little taste of different songs. You're gonna tell us if they make it to Hollywood or if they have to head home. So Kate. Hit us with track number one. But let's go back to that California garage where it all began. Through it all, hanging tough. We'll stay side by side. We'll be yeah. friends forever. Till the end of time. We'll be friends Talking about. All right, so based on that little sample, Bartiz, are these guys going to Hollywood or are they heading home? They're going to Hollywood, 100%. <gasps> oh, wow. wow. What was it about the track that gave you Hollywood vibes? Yo, you know, the, the harmonies that... <laughs> 
is that one up there? <laughs> that one? That mm-hmm. that got them in. At the at the ridge onset, I was like, okay, like I can smell the hairspray. Like I'm yeah. there, but I need more. Mm-hmm. And then that, you know, they gave me more when I needed it. And I think that oh, wow. they get to go, okay. they get to go to Hollywood. And that's, you know, I'm Randy Jackson. And I, that's my you, wow. Oh, wow. The power. I love I love this power for you. Yeah. Uh, do you by any chance recognize this this little treat? I, I do not know. I, I I don't know anything about it. Caitlin, do you recognize this track? Yes, yes. This is Friends Forever by uh, Zach Attack. Yep, it's the fictitious band that Zach Morris started on Saved by the Bell, Zach Attack. That is not those actors, though. Yo. No. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're full on lip syncing. I now now understand what this game is. (laughs) Okay. I was like, are they the voices? Mm-mm. Oh, I was I was like, did y'all sing this? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. I was like, I, I wish stand that was me. y'all. No. This is amazing. This is a backdoor demo for Unnatural Selection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can I produce your band? <laughs> I wish. I wish. No, this is just a backdoor pilot for a reality show that we want to do. Uh, but we, you know, we got some more hits. Uh, hit us with track number two. I know this song. I don't know this song. Alright. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? Are they heading home or heading to Hollywood? I think they're going home. <gasps> Ooh. Okay, why? So why is this band not making the cut? I don't know. You know, I feel like if 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 this is the the your best song, it, this is the one I'm hearing. This is the top. You know, right. I I need I need to feel more. You know, I need to. I want to understand you. I want to. I want you to take me to the shores of New Jersey and remind <laughs> me why I fell in love with this game. You know, the game wow. being music. And so I didn't feel that with them. That's just, I'm Randy Jackson, and that's how I feel about it. Wow. Wow. Uh, Any guesses where this iconic uh, performance might have come from? I have no idea. (laughs) I love this so much. I love that you, I love that. I love that. It's, uh, Caitlin, do you know, did you recognize it? I saw the moment when you recognized it, I think. Yes, I know what it is. But I well the reason you saw it is that's not that person's voice either I don't think and that's what bo- no. that's what's bothering me. That is their voice according oh. to my research. Is it John Stamos? So this is f- the song Forever from the fictitious band Jesse and the Rippers on Full House which was <laughs> oh John Stamos's fake band. I literally just said is it John Stamos? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it Whoa. did not sound like his singing voice. To that's me. so sc- I should have went with my gut. Damn. Yeah, that was allegedly that is John Stamos's voice. That is that is I can hear it. Okay, I guess that's what they tell us. And you know he, you know he really managed to shoehorn a whole musical career into that TV show. He really his friendship with the with the Beach Boys was a whole B plot on that show. Totally true. What is his race? <laughs> Gr- Grecian. I mean. I mean- 
white, but yeah, he's but like Greek. Is he John State? Well, okay. I've just always wondered. I'm talking Jesse. <laughs> I'm talking Jesse. Jesse Stephanopoulos. I know it's Greek. I don't know what John Stamos is. Sorry, is. I'm sorry if I made it hot. I just love. I've, I've never known, and every I never think about it until I hear his name, and I'm like, is he? What is? Is he? Hey, <laughs> Uncle Jesse, if you're listening, please write in and let us know. Let us know your That's racial, the thing. Your racial I know I can tell you everything about Uncle Jesse. I can't tell you a lot about John Stamos. And that's mm, my truth. I know exactly what race Uncle Jesse is. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We got another track for you. And I, I, I got to contain myself, but I'm excited to play this one. All right. Track three. Killer Tofu. Um, <laughs> like you're like I'm Hardy. You already have a feeling. I don't know. I, I I've heard that before, obviously, but I cannot remember where. And the only thing it made me think was um, <laughs> Rocket Power or Brink <laughs> of the era, like very Johnny Tsunami. Much of the era. I don't know. Like I was like, who is this? Um, it's the fictional band The Beats from the cartoon Doug. Uh, that one's the best one so far that was that's a good one i found this track and was like oh my god it's actually a banger like it's actually wait are they going to hollywood or are they going home um they're going all the way to hollywood wow thank you i think they belong in the rock and roll hall of fame like honestly they feel like hall of famers i mean that song probably got a lot of kids into music probably Because a lot of kids were probably running around screaming that shit (laughs) for, like, two years (laughs) of their lives. I remember, like, the band that plays for the opening of Pete and Pete. Like, Mm -hmm. that song. I remember hearing that as a kid and being like, damn. Like, that band is incredible. Like, I was like, I want to, like, what is that? You know, it, it stood out to me, for sure. Yeah. Early, like, early 90s Nickelodeon was a real gateway drug to some heavy music listening. Definitely. Definitely. It was sort of alternative culture. And yeah. you're like, is there music connected to this culture? <laughs> there is. Great. Getting slimed is very alternative. Very alternative. Getting slimed is not what baby boomers did, okay? That was what we did. Exactly. That was our generation. That was baby, being old. Baby boomers were too busy pulling up their pants. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I This next song I'm going to play for you because I need a real hardcore musician to weigh in on whether or not there is uh, potential in this next artist because I got strong feelings, but I want to know what yours are. Okay. Hit us with that next track. Can you hear me? Am I drowned out in the crowd? Are you listening? Or is everyone else too loud for you to hear anything? Are you just gonna walk away? Cause there are so many Alright, alright, I think we got enough of that. So, Hollywood or home, what do you think? I mean, I'm sitting in the Hollywood. <gasps> wow. Really? Yes. And okay. I'll, and I'll tell you why. Me why. I'll tell you why. Every song we've heard today has pe- people have not been honest in their performances. Okay. When you when you have a band jumping into a song screaming "Killer Tofu," that's cool. I'm excited. Like you know, but but am I myself? 
Probably not. Wow. You know, there's something beautiful yeah. about a stripped down, confident, naked performance by a white man on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You've made me. Wow. You've made me see this differently. Um, that was <laughs> fictional character Archie Andrews from the CW hit. Riverdale and uh, I have been angry about the plot line of him wanting to be a musician since the first moment it entered my ears because I was like <laughs> why we got to give this kid a guitar why we got to tell this, this little white dude it's okay that he wants to be a musician I felt like so I felt like someone needed to say no to him but and no one is it because the actor wanted to be do you think I, mean, I think, unfortunately, someone in the writer's room put the idea in his head and then he got all kinds of excited because we sure did have him playing a Christian rock star in a big motion picture last year. Oh, right. I'm just not sure we needed that. Somebody did. Somebody out there did. But you're making me listen to it with new ears and eyes and hear the truth of it. And maybe I've been too judgmental. I think that we grew up in the Bible Belt, so Christianity is like dumb to us <laughs> some people are just learning about it yeah it's new yeah sounds like he just found it you know like when i hear yeah. this i'm like oh you're in love with jesus i remember that <laughs> that's so sixth grade yeah okay. it's like, yeah yeah i remember um, yeah jesus yeah yeah all right we have one final clip this last clip i'm really again i'm just so excited to get a professional opinion on this final clip um Let's let's hear a little bit of this last song. What is the song? I gotta hear the vocals. Take a look at me and tell me what you see. Just another pretty face. <laughs> Some clown from out of town who came to hang around and look a little out of place. Great. You say you wonder what on earth I'm doing here. I'm only here to tell you, girl. I may be an unknown from the twilight zone, but you're the what? one who's out of this world. What? <laughs> so for our last star. Going to Hollywood because this dude's got heart. Got That's heart. That's true. He, he doesn't give a fuck. He knows he can't <laughs> sing. He knows this girl doesn't like him. He knows that he has a chin that's too big. And, you know, that's okay. He's a rock and roller. He doesn't care what his dad thinks. So, yeah. I... I, of all of the tracks we played today, I thought this one was the most Hollywood material because that's the alien named Alf. <laughs> the alien called Alf. His, yeah, name, alien, yeah. his name is Gordon Shumway. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're why right. Why isn't Alf, I mean, why, why do we have Jimmy Kimmel hosting the Emmys and not Alf? Alf is going to come back. I really hope so. I feel like now more than ever, we need Alf out there. We also need that show about the dinosaurs. <gasps> dinosaurs. <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> because like when the apocalypse came, that A fucked me up. Yeah. Big, okay. It's a real serious ending. And now like the world really is about to end and it'd be really hopeful if it just didn't come. If like, we if just have like, a baby. Like if they're least. like, oh my God, like we just thought it was the apocalypse, but it was not. It was like an ex a chemical explosion. It's all good. Wow. Wow. I, 
I love this revisionist reboot. Kind of like Willie Grace. We're just going to pretend like the final episode didn't happen. Yeah. And that's great. Slide right on through. Everyone made a mistake. Like that movie that aired in England and everyone thought it was real. Remember that movie? Like, it's. Um, War of the Worlds? No. Um, that's the radio show, but same situation. Yes. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I, we're going to take a quick break because I've got an email to send uh, to. Alf's uh, agent to see if we can get our Alf reboot going. Uh, so we'll be right back. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. 
Play it now with Game Pass. All right. So we have started our letter writing campaign to get Alf back on TV. But in the meantime, while we're waiting, I guess we... We got some we got some other stuff to unpack today. Now, I Caitlin can attest to this. She saw our run of show document and mm-hmm. she knows that I changed my thesis for today several times. More than I've ever seen you. I, I was gonna say it doesn't usually happen. Like usually we pick a theme and I'm like, I got this. Or, you know, sometimes I hem and haw to the last moment, but I fully wrote and rewrote this thesis multiple times because I just I realized I wasn't really being honest with myself is what mm. was happening. Wow. There was there was something that I wanted to to talk about with y'all today, but I was afraid of appearing too basic. Uh, but today I want to talk about someone who I personally think is a grandfather of the genre-defying artist that we're getting today. And he's been on my mind a lot lately because I've been so excited. I've been nerding out reading about all these artists uh, coming up that are just sort of like refusing to be like this is my genre it's like well I want to do 10 different things and and people are being more open to that and I think that's cool and today my thesis is I'm here to be basic a love note to Paul McCartney I have to talk about it I have to go there because come it has come to it's it's come to my attention that a lot of the youth coming up today, they think it's, like, embarrassing to like the Beatles or they, like, roll their eyes about the Beatles and they throw a lot of shade about it. Wow. Uh, I actually, for the first time in my life, like, the Beatles have always been, like, you know, you can disagree on a lot of things, but you put the Beatles on and most people will chill out, right? Like, we can set, we can at least all come together on that. But I've been noticing in my classroom, it's not always hitting. People aren't always wow. liking it. And, it, you know, I, I don't want to, like, push my feelings or thoughts onto the youth, but I feel like we're forgetting that, like, Paul McCartney, you know, was a goat. Like, he he did a lot, and he was here to bend some genres. Um, so today, I, 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 bring, I bring this to you all to see, you know, am I lost in my basicness, and do I need to stop <laughs> sort of proselytizing for Paul? Or am I on the right side of history and I need to keep getting out the the information to the young kids coming up? Uh, because, you know, I, I think and I also wanted to confess today because I spent a lot of my teen years saying my favorite Beatle was John because that seemed cooler or saying George because that seemed more alt. But like, Paul, I'm sorry, all those times I lied and pretended like you weren't my favorite. Like, while my guitar gently weeps, it was great. I love it all. But like... I have a couple of songs that I want to share with you all today Great. that, like, I think kind of back me up that Paul was the best Beatle and is worth remembering. But then I'm also open to you all telling me that I need to, you know, you know, move on. Um, so this first track is uh, a little ditty called Say Say Say. Let's check it out.
Yeah, we got a little taste of that. Uh, thoughts about that song? About how, do, did we are did we do we like it? Do we love it? Do we need to leave it in the past? What do we think? I mean, that's such a huge song. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an undeniably huge song. Okay. Right, so it's great, and he's and and Paul's like w- he he likes to collaborate. This is not his only collaboration. Like, well, I think like I I I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I'm not a Beatles fan. Okay, okay, I thought but, that might happen today, and that's why I wanted to see what you said. But it's yeah. not because of the Beatles, you know. Okay, interesting. It's because I just didn't catch them. Like, I wasn't right. introduced to them really mm-hmm. as when mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And then in like high school when everyone had the t-shirts, I was just like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, that was why. a moment. Yeah, I was like, I don't know why we have that t-shirt. I don't mm-hmm. get it. And I was, I didn't, I just was, I wasn't ready to dive in. I got, you know. And now like multiple musicians that I really respect have been like, yeah, you may think the Beatles are corny, but you should just, you should get into them. Like take the time. It'll make you a better musician. <laughs> like, you know, like. A lot of it's it's that people have compared it. They've been like, you need to like know the history so we we don't repeat the same mistakes <laughs> in in a similar way that we talk about the Beatles because like yeah, it's undeniable that their contributions were freaking huge, right? Like, sure, but, um, but it doesn't mean that their music. I don't know. Their music isn't fun though. Sorry. Well, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna play you a couple tracks and see if you think these are fun tracks. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's play junk real quick. Let's see what let's let's see if you recognize the song. And this is a post Beatles us uh, banger. This is when Paul struck out on his own. This is from the album Ram. Yeah. Bicycles for two. Broken Harkening back to what you said so graciously about Archie Andrews, it just feels like you got to give some props to a guy who can kind of just like bear it all. Yeah, that's true. That is true, right? Mm. And like you know, we're we're only two songs into his catalog, and we've already heard him, you know, really living his best life with the King of Pop, and now he's being all folky, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, this this fool's a fucking. He's a genius. Just crazy. <laughs> All right, I got, you know, another one. When I was trying to think of songs, like, his catalog and songs that sort of, like, and his defying of genre, this song, uh, Oh Woman, Oh Why, sprung to mind.
So what do you think? I mean, that's just a little taste of that number, but uh, damn, Lauren, and- you have great taste in music. Yeah, this is good. Um, thank you so much. You have um, great taste. I just like that rock, right? Like we we started in pop land, we went to folk land. Now we're fully in the rock. Yeah, world. that's excellent. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and I just you're gonna have to make like, me like a playlist, please. I would be so honored. Like turn I me think, on to Paul McCartney, yeah. please. This is fire. <laughs> From your terms of like him being genre defying, you absolutely mm-hmm. convinced me. Okay, and I. I really like the last two songs. I like Say, 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 but I will say this. His energy is difficult for me, like as a celebrity. Okay, fair. As a celebrity. And when I think about Say, 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 I think about him palling around with Michael Jackson in that like old pickup. And I'm like, you know what, guys, don't. Actually, do not. Could you please both not? And like, do you remember when he presented the Grammy to Lauren Hill and he called her because he thought it was funny, Lawrence Hill? Like that. Yo. Okay, so that kind of energy is really, really hard for me. And I just, if he would just stay a musician and a father to Stella, I I could love him. But he's gone outside of that and it's hard. So I, okay, so this is where my critique of the Beatles comes in. Because, like, just piggybacking on what you said, I said it's not the Beatles' fault why I don't like the Beatles. It's kind of like fish. How, like, mm. people could be like, oh, fish, they're so good. And I'll be like, yeah, but, like, the fans are so lame that I don't <laughs> give a fuck about the band. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, with the Beatles, they represent a, like, a world of white living that is, like, so <laughs> devoid from any reality that I've ever had access to that and every bit of it like mocks the reality that I see. And especially yeah. in the music industry, like their success just depended so much on black people and women and folks that never got paid. And a lot of just is some and it, and it set the foundation for an industry that is always profiteered off of these people like, oh, you know, and I think, um, you know, so. You know, that's a lot to say about the Beatles. And, like, it's not all the Beatles' fault. But, you know, it it just but represents, it it like, a world of music that was exclusionary. You know, that just, like, wouldn't let yeah. people like me have a piece and, and wouldn't acknowledge where those sounds were coming from. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a, I hear that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds like the Beatles. And I'm like, yeah, like, they stole that from Little Richard. Oh. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, like. And I can, I know the music. So, you know, but anyways. So it's the not, so, okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. So it's like the, the, the lack of acknowledgement of like where they're like them not being more, or even it's not even like them necessarily. Yeah. I don't think it's them. It's not them. But like the machine, the the system around them that tried to stamp out what their influences were and like pretend like they were. I mean, just, yeah. Like they're seen as the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, did yeah, really yeah. convince me with your playlist. But again, the fact that they have a pun in their name and they're the biggest band in the world is, is just really hard to take. It's very hard to take. <laughs> well, and I think like and that was sort of the thing that I was wondering. Like, I feel like just like my theory was is if like I handed out a mixtape of tracks to yes. people and I didn't tell them who created the music, right? Like I purposely didn't pick any Beatles songs. Like these I are think all you have Paul a McCartney songs. Like it's like if I just made a mixtape and I was just like, here, check out some songs, I feel like I feel like it's not the music people are judging, but it's exactly what you said. It's everything around the music that gets judged. 
And then you're like, oh, this isn't for me. And it's like, and they. And that's where, I mean, John Lennon passed away in 1980. So he doesn't have that baggage with him in exactly the same way, which is why people don't associate that as much, I don't think. And then George is like just sort of aloof enough and strange. And he's he's been passed away for a long time now, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Ringo well, is is from well, Mars. So <laughs> he was he was on Shiny Time Station. He was on uh, Thomas the Train. So that's how I the train him. heads mostly know him. Yeah. Yeah. I, as a train head myself, like that's how I knew that cat. Um, OK, well, this makes a lot of sense to me. Before I get final thoughts, I do just want to play one final song. Please. It was a collaboration between Paul and two heavy hitters of the industry. Oh, no. Hit me with four or five seconds. Oh, gosh. I think I've had enough. I might get a little drunk. I say what's on my mind. I might do a little time. Cause all of my kindness is taken for weakness. Now I'm four, five seconds from wilding. And we got three more days till Friday. I'm just trying to make it back home by Monday morning. I swear I wish somebody would tell me, oh, that's all I want. And that's all we really need. We don't even need to get to Paul's contribution. I really just wanted to hear Rihanna sing today. Yeah. To uh, really underline Partiz's point, I was at a bed and breakfast in Vermont around when this came out. And shockingly, the other um, hotel guests were largely baby boomer white people. Mm-hmm. And I heard a woman talk about this song and say, Paul was great. The other two were fine. <laughs> oh, see, I'm of the opposite mentality the other on that. Two- <laughs> I think Paul I think is she had the seen a live performance of that. It. it didn't make any sense. I don't even think Paul would agree with that. He'd be like, mm. <laughs> no, no, I'll give Paul the benefit of the doubt on that. <laughs> I, I truly, someone refer, I heard someone refer to it as a Paul McCartney song. And I was like, you mean the Rihanna song she let him be on? I was like, it's such a good Rihanna song. I just really love it. I love four or five seconds and. I feel like this song doesn't get talked about enough and I just needed to shoehorn it in here just because I love her so much. You did it beautifully. That's so dope. Good job, Lauren. You just, yes. Yeah, you did a great job. This is good shit. Thank you all so much. And I appreciate it. Y'all have like, I guess my final question to wrap this up is like, should I, I guess I should continue to feel shame for my love. No, no, I don't It's okay to be, feel shame. What? It's okay to have some shame. Okay. Both can be That's true. true too. Like you, your, your, I don't think you need shame, but if you do, yeah. I mean, your initial question was like, do you need to relinquish some of your love for Paul mm-hmm. because you're too washed or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it's like, or or Paul really is the bomb, and you should be pre- continue to preach the gospel. Yeah. And I think you know we live in a polarized world, but both things can be true. Wow. Whoa. You could accept that. You know, to a lot of people, Paul McCartney is a part of a behemoth that represents something that is off-putting to some folks. And at the same time, there's still a lot of good shit that he did. And there's some bangers. You can't listen to those songs and say those aren't good songs. Shit's fire. So, you know, whatever. Boom. Wow. Artis, yeah. Wisdom. Caitlin, 
thank you so much. Y'all have given me a lot to think about. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm just excited that we got to listen to some good music together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. Well, Bertice, we're going to play a- another game. Are you ready to play another game? Amazing. So this game, it's a it's another strange one, but we couldn't not talk about Oklahoma a little bit. A little bit because, you know, we both we did our time in the in the great state of Oklahoma. And so we've got a little uh we got a little a little game we're going to play. Uh, and so we got name that Okie tune, but these are going to be oh. not the Okie tunes you're expecting. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, these are B-sides. You saw my reaction. These are, these are B-sides for sure. So we got three Oklahoma B-sides to see if you can wrap your, wrap your ears around these. And so, I, what do I need okay. to know? The performing artist? Or like the song uh, title? If, if you... I, I will, you will get points if you know the artist's name. You will get double points if you know the name of the song or where it came from. Okay, cool. All right, let me try. I mean, I feel like I'm going right. to miss all these. It'll be fine. I, I apologize in advance. For, these are B-sides. <laughs> okay, let's see it. I got to try it. I'm Reed Drummond. I'm a writer, blogger, <laughs> photographer, mother, and I'm an accidental country girl. I live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere, and I've got a lot of mouths to feed. My style of food is simple yet scrumptious, and all my recipes have to be approved by cowboys, hungry kids, and me. Here's what's happening. My husband gets a blind taste test to see if a pasta dish gets his seal of approval. How is it? Oh, wow. <laughs> and with the any idea what that Oklahoma. what that what that banger was? What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, I what commercial? I don't know. That sounds like yo yo. Time out before I answer this. What? Where did you? What is it? <laughs> What does it have to do with Oklahoma? Is it like a Mathis Brothers furniture commercial? You you would think, but no, it's actually the opening of a apparently very popular Food Network TV show that takes place in Oklahoma. That's apparently like very popular. Pioneer Woman, right? Mm-hmm. It's wow. the opening of a TV show called Pioneer Woman. Wow. And um, even though we set out to play a game called Name That Okie Tune, it really became, let's laugh about how kooky Oklahoma, quotes, culture is. Yeah. <laughs> the insanity of that, of the text that was in that is just wild. Wow, um, that was written by a human being. That a human alleged human beings wrote Alle that. Yeah. Alleged. Well, <laughs> aliens could have written it. Um, and I yeah, I I'll I'll have to send you a photo of uh yeah. Please. I'll be posting photos on our social media to go along with that little clip you just heard. Oh everyone. my god. Um, all right. This next one, I think you're gonna get the artist. I think you're gonna know this artist.
months too early. The doctor gave me 30 days. Breva. But I must have had my mama's will and God's amazing grace. I guess I'll keep on. It's Reba, right? Yeah, it's Reba. Yeah. I, yeah. Yo, she's, I the, we, she's the greatest. I don't think, you know, that's that's one artist I think we can we can claim with pride from Oklahoma. Reba McIntyre. She's a and the defying part of this is it's the opening theme song for her sitcom. Yo, I I was just in a really deep ass conversation with a friend about her sitcom and how wild it is. Like it's so <laughs> yeah. funny. Like it's in many ways it's almost like someone pitched her the idea of a reality TV show and she was mm-hmm. like, "Sounds like a TV show. Let's just do a normal one instead." <laughs> because it's like Based around her current life as a performing artist, performing her hit songs from her real life, but to a script. Uh, all right, we got one more, one more banger for you. Let's see, let's see what it is. <laughs> let's see. <gasps> oh. One second. I almost thought it was Hosty. One time around the block, two times around the clock, three times don't cross the little lady. Damn. So pretty, no, so bold, I remember that voice. This is a little bit of a trick question because the artist isn't necessarily from Oklahoma, but it has an Oklahoma connection. I feel like when you tell me this, I'm going to know it. Like, I'm going to be like, damn, because I yeah. know that voice really, really well. This is also the, 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 the sub theme of this game is these are all TV show theme songs. So this right. is used as a TV show. Um, and it's the theme song to the TV show Saving Grace on TNT, which who knew that was a, Yo, taking place in Oklahoma? No, my I, my mom watched that. I think I think every mom in Oklahoma watched it. I think yeah. they were required to. I don't yeah. think legally they could opt out. Your kid, couldn't uh, but go it to was school by otherwise. the band Everlast. Yes, yes. God damn it! That's where that wow. fucking weirdo is from. Yes, okay, that's great. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, that voice. Do you remember making fun of that voice anytime we sang? Like, girl, yeah. like, you know, always making it was like that. And like, what was the other band that sounded just like that? I feel like there was like five. I feel like um, kind of a creedy kind Creed. of sound. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we loved that. Was the that was the joke in high school to try to sound like all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet Creed yeah. could probably still sell out, be okay. For sure. For sure. On a week's notice. Oh, terrifyingly true. <laughs> That's now you know, those those songs were not the easiest, except for Reba. But I, I wanted to take a moment too to ask, like, what are some artists from Oklahoma that you are like, I wish more people knew about these uh, incredible musicians? There's one person who just like every time I see him play, I'm just like, dude, you're so good at everything. John Calvin. <clears throat> right yeah like yeah. you've yeah i think anyone who lived in oklahoma city or Tulsa in in the state of oklahoma between the years of like since 2004 to now mm-hmm. if you've lived in oklahoma for longer than six months you've seen him play somewhere yeah 
Like that's a great one. Yeah, he's just like he's amazing. Um, another person like this is <laughs> yo. This is I don't know if this is mean to say or whatever, but this is I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> I think that everyone should have to hear Hosty because like Hosty like Hosty's hilarious and and his music in a way is like kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> It's a huge like, endorsement. <laughs> and I say in a way it's kind of good. I, no, I learned a lot about performing from watching him play at the deli and just being like, this dude holds a room down. Like he really controls the room with, and he's just up there. One man band with his guitar, his little makeshift drum set that he's playing with his feet and yeah. singing songs. Frady hole. You remember that? I, I, oh, I saw him not that long ago because he sure did play opening night, New Year's Eve, uh, this year. So I definitely saw him when I went home to see my parents. Hey, I know it. And then I'm like, <laughs> Samantha Crane, I think she's just like such an amazing songwriter, singer, arranger, am- amazing mm. artist, ar- amazing native artist from Oklahoma who like, she's, she's just going to be a Sharon Fonetten like person, like one day we're just going to wake up and she's just going to be huge. And we'll be like, I don't remember when this happened, but we all know who she is now. Like she's, yeah, wow. she's just that good. And she's got the shit, like the real shit that makes you good. Um, and um, I don't know. The other person I'm going to say is already famous. Like um, John Moreland. Like, mm. you know, I think I remember seeing John play when I was like in college and like, I'm a big fan of people who just like stick out and like, yeah. you know, shout like shout out to John. Like John is like a really big dude. And like he pulls up to the show and everyone's like talking shit. And I just watched him just sit down and just play the most beautiful music you've ever heard in your life and make everyone in that room look like a fucking idiot. And I just like (laughs) have so much respect for how he runs his band and like how he's made it happen for himself without any, you know, he did it himself. He's a bad motherfucker for sure. He's sick. I love it. Yeah. So those are the people I would shout out in Oklahoma. That's wow. For real. Good I love it. That's a great list. Yeah. And, you know, for listeners, if if you're not already, follow us on uh, Instagram at We Stand Social because I'm going to be showcasing some of these artists this week. So if you haven't heard about them, you can follow us and we'll link you to them and play you some of their tunes. Uh, are we going to take one more quick little break and then we'll be back for Caitlin's said. Oh, yeah. And we're back. Oh, yeah. I am. I saw the notes. I know where we're going and I I just can't wait. Okay. Wow. Lots of buildup. Thank you, Lauren. For my thesis, you know, Lauren spoke about changing her thesis a bunch. Um, Usually we pick a topic and then like something emerges. But then I was like, oh, wow, there's something I've wanted to talk about for a while that is definitely about defying genres and defying sometimes in the negative sense of the word, because I'm going to talk about the phenomenon of going country. Going country, if you don't know, is when you were maybe an artist of rock, pop, or like a talk show host, and then you decide that you can record a country album. So we're going to talk about who has gone and who should have stayed. Uh, This phenomenon is uh, really broken down in the Alan Jackson song, Gone country. So let's hear a little bit of that. Well, the folk seems dead, but he's holding out in the village. 
Jackson called Gun Country, which is sort of a loving send up of the phenomenon of people joining the genre of country when all other paths have failed. Uh, Alan Jackson, if you don't know, is a sort of a tried and true big bucket hat 90s uh, belt buckle guy. A great voice. He's got a great voice. Um, and this phenomenon even made it to 30 Rock, where Jenna Maroney decides to go country to revive her career. And it uh, makes it so far as that she is able to record this song for NBC. Let's hear Tennis Night in America. It's Tennis Night in America. Got some buds and some bruises. It's gonna be a fight. So put down your bed, slip on your watch. Cause here in real America, it's Tennis Night. So those are, th those really define the parameters of what it means. Um, you know, sometimes, for instance, when Jenna Maroney, a, a character on 30 Rock, went country, she, you know, went very hard, red state image. And that's sometimes what happens. Um, mm -hmm. And we've seen Kid Rock, Jewel, Brett Michaels, Sheryl Crow, Cindy Lauper all go country. Uh, and those artists I've named, I think we all feel quite a different range about some of them than others, but they are all white. They all have done this when they're older. And I think there's a few reasons. One, country does have like a built-in radio and media landscape that you can kind of just hook into if you're famous. Like you can have, I think, a certain press tour that makes it um, accessible promotions wise but musically does it unclear but i really didn't want to focus on the failures i wanted to focus on really more of the successes into a couple question marks um and uh, i didn't want to focus on all of the white people that have done it because usually when they, they do it it's like it's like they're retreating away <laughs> from a multicultural <laughs> audience into just i'm just gonna be white now um which <laughs> yo what's her name Oh, yes. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so one artist I'm going to talk about is Darius Rucker, sometimes called Hootie. It, it, who's, that's incorrect. His name is not Hootie, but he was part of Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, a, a band whose album Cracked Rear View was gigantic. I think it's almost hard to understand how big that album was if you didn't live through the mid-90s. Um, but they, I actually don't even know why they're not Hootie and the Blowfish anymore. It's disturbing. Um but he is now a country artist, and he's pretty well accepted into the country fold. And let's hear his cover of Wagon Wheel. And down south to the land of the pines I'm thumbing my way in North Carolina Staring up the road and pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for so that's Wagon Wheel, originally written by Bob Dylan, uh, covered most famously by Old Crow Medicine Show. But I'd say, I think it's cool that Darius entered the fray. He entered the, and 
covered it as well. And I hear that version all the time. Like that's become a huge version of a, a classic country song. You know, my question is, do you guys think any Darius, Darius Rucker is anyone's favorite country artist? I bet he's a lot of country artists, favorite artists. Interesting. And Caitlin, I wanted to fact check myself. Hootie and the Bluefish are not broken up. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. They went on a 10 year hiatus. Uh, like like your band. Unnatural selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that he could, so Darius could focus on his solo career. But they dropped a new album back in November. I think it just got passed by because with the holidays and then with the pandemic. Yeah, that I was think- not a good time. I think it just got. They got well, we will be listening to that. We'll be doing a We Stand Listening Party. I am absolutely wow. happy to hear I'm that. I'm going to cover one of those songs. I but, can't wait for both of these things. <laughs> I mean, Darius Rucker has an awesome voice. He seems like a cool guy. I'm not fully in touch with like what his POV is as an artist. Maybe I, that's on me. But I think. I don't know. I, I think like. Darius Rucker is is like a really brave dude. Yes, I <laughs> like, agree with that. Like that's such a big. I mean, you know, that's a that's a wild risk to take, and I, I guess he just really wanted it. I mean, that's the only thing. And I you can know think what? Of. I will say also, I remember Darius Rucker on MTV in the '90s talking about how he hated the Confederate flag being atop the South Carolina Capitol. Yeah, like on MTV on like Maine. He was huh. saying stuff like that. So, yes, he's a brave and cool guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, know. Pretty pretty wild. Pretty wild. All right. The next one, we're going to hear from the queen of everything, Beyonce, and Daddy Lessons. Oh, God. <laughs> With his gun and his head held high, he told me not to cry. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. Oh, my daddy said, shoot. With his right hand on his right hand. Did we stop playing it? He hates it. It's horrible. <laughs> do you not like this song, or do you don't like the album, or her? I love Beyonce, but you don't <laughs> like you don't like this. Legally, foray. you can't go we on just, a recording and not say. You are you love kidding her. me? Did you just try to get me killed? <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's holding up a sign that says, "I actually hate Beyonce." Help! Help me! <laughs> I love oh my you, gosh. Beyonce. But Please you do not like daddy away. lessons. Um, sorry, what? Do you don't like daddy <laughs> lessons? No, I don't like daddy lessons. It's a, I think it's not a, we don't really acknowledge that song, I don't think, as Beyonce fans. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, I think people like it. I didn't I know like that. It. I think, see, I'd be interested in a Beyonce country album. I think that like. I really like the brass and like swing of the country from like, she's from Texas, you know, and it really brings that sort of aspect to it. Do you guys both not like this song? I think she did make some, I don't know. I don't know. I need to think more about this. I need to think more about this before I, before I start talking. This is Beyonce. I, my only, my thing with daddy lessons is there's a better song in there than the one we got. And I think it got produced to be too poppy. And I want it to be, I want it to be a little dirtier. Either right? way. Want, yeah. It, it is pretty polished. Cause it has that brass sound too. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I think people do like this song. It was sort of controversially not accepted in the country world. 
be- for many reasons. Uh, though the chicks sang it on tour and also with Beyonce on CMAs, maybe one of those. Um, all right, interesting. Do you guys think that that's something you should pursue or just stay away from it? I think that the music that Beyonce is making right now passes like genre boundaries. Like true, the last record she put out, like I was like, yo, these are country songs and pop songs and trap songs, like all kind of rolled into the like one sound. Yeah, they are. Like yeah. those, like true. the sounds she she's using and like the references she's bringing in are super country and like really Southern Texas and like yes. really giving like an accurate picture of what the country is, you know, instead of right. like. Mm-hmm. An ideal, it's almost like a Dolly Parton move, frankly. <laughs> like, you know, frankly. I think that she just, you know, she's past that, I think. Yeah, yeah. She's past genres. I don't um, think it's possible to like put her in a category at a music award show anymore because she's just beyond them. She's ascended. If she touches it, it's hers. Yeah, she really shouldn't even <laughs> let the label submit her for those awards anymore. They're kind of embarrassing for everyone. It's just for like, everyone yeah. else, because it's like, I'm doing things that you can't. Fathom. Yeah, it's just not, yeah. you know, she just doesn't, yeah. she has to show up. She doesn't like it's that. It's not the point anymore. Um, now, this yeah. one, I'm interested to see whether you guys think this is successful or not. It's from not a queen of everything, but a queen of Instagram, Jessica Simpson's Come On Over. <laughs> Leave your dishes in the sink Leave the ice cubes in your drink Just come on over Leave your coat behind the door Leave your laundry <laughs> on the floor Just come on over the same thing though you said lauren like i don't think this is good but there's probably a good country artist in jessica simpson we just missed it and it's in another timeline that we're not a part of i I agree with that because she's a good singer i think that she um would connect also to the country music she as we know from reading her book was not comfortable with the sexualization of her image so she would have been a little more comfortable on the countryside it's just the moment past and when she tried to get back on i don't think it worked i think jessica and ashley should have been like the white <gasps> mary mary in the Christ- yes in the christian yes. music space yes personally i think yes. that this was is maybe the was most true thing ever said to happen this podcast. and just like we didn't have email like jessica ashley that's they, what it's called yes they were just victim to being like two decades early like wow looking back and realizing that the Simpson sisters were victims of an email list society yeah. is just the realest thing. A ever. lot of people like, have been. It's yeah. true. And I think she got Jessica got off on a really bad foot with country when she uh unfortunately bombed her performance at Dolly's Kennedy Center Honors. Like country music is pretty cruel and they're not going to forget that and it just didn't it just didn't go and you know she's doing fine. She's posting on Instagram. She's having kids. It's it's she nice. doesn't need country and country doesn't need her, but it, you know. Yeah, but we, but we, we all do acknowledge that there was, there's a there, there. There's a there, there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think them being the white Mary Mary is, is maybe it. All right. I want to play one last song. I'm interested in if you like this and if you recognize the voice. 
let's let's play the song he won't miss me it's live by the way so And again, that was the live performance, so not the same quality. I didn't recognize it. I was kind of into it. Um, damn, I don't know. Yeah, it made me sway, but it, but I already don't remember anything about it. Interesting. You know? Okay, that's that speaks volumes. It's Tiffany. Tiffany of hmm. I think we're alone now. Who oh. has an amazing voice? And I'm wondering, should she have been country? Damn. From the. St- I don't think we would have gotten, I think, we're alone now had she been country, and that's unacceptable, so we can't have it. Mm-hmm. But what could we have gotten? But I wonder, oh. because she has a really strong voice, and country is uh, a good place to have a longevity. I mean, yeah. she sounds like if Jewel could sing. <gasps> Whoa. Fighting words, and yeah. But, but think about what the world that would have created for us and our yeah. children. And I think if Tiffany had a bunch of country albums, like maybe they're not huge, but they have like their fans and she can like grow as an artist. I don't know. This could have been important. Yeah. But think about if, if we didn't, I don't know if we didn't have Jewel, you would also not have me singing who would save your soul drunk in bars at 3am. And like, is that a world you want to live in? No, you're right. It happened yeah. the way it was supposed to. But right now, unfortunately, it is anyway. Cause, cause oh, the I'm the only person so. there. I, I go and I let myself into bars and I just sing alone. You let <laughs> yourself into bars. You're just, it's just 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> just 3 a.m. And I'm just like, I'm singing to myself here. Well, thank you guys for, for going with me down this journey of the artists who went country, some who should have stayed. We didn't always agree, but what a phenomenon it is. And just to know that we all have this option to go country at some point, I feel empowered. There's just so many great examples of that. You've had some great ones. Like, do you remember when Cindy, like Cindy Lauper did a country song? Yes, she did. <laughs> she did an album. Oh, she did a whole album? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. And I just, and Aaron Lewis, of course, of Stained. Yes. As <laughs> Which, I mentioned. Yeah. Yes. Thank you um, for making that connection. He It was, it was jarring. His thing, I didn't enjoy it. I can't but believe you got to see that. Un, like you know just like not by your choice you know that's unfortunate yeah yeah well this has been so much fun Bartiz. you've got a big old album coming out in a couple weeks so for all of our listeners how can they keep up with you where can they keep up with you and where should they be streaming you yeah um i'm on instagram and twitter mostly uh, my name is Bartiz strange if you look that up or if it's on this post You'll see it. Oh, it's going to be all over And this you'll know <laughs> where to go. <laughs> and um, yeah, Spotify is great. Um, but if you're going to buy nice. something, um, come to Bandcamp. Um, oh, and, cool. You know, that's where I get the most of the money. And Bandcamp has been really great in, you know, helping me sell records this year. So that's awesome. You know, yeah. Buy some, buy, buy a record, um, you know, buy a vinyl. Even if you don't have a record player, like just buy one to help me out. 
Like that's do it for the like, Instagram. Yeah, take, do it for the gram. Take a gram with Barty's. Yo, record. do it for your tenders. Like think of how thank you your tenders are gonna be snapping, my G. Like when you have vinyl in that thing. Bruh. Oh yeah, it's gonna be For crazy. Like, You're gonna be getting like educated gays. You're gonna be getting like all types of people that normally don't want to fuck with you. Wow, you heard it here, folks. Wow, especially if you don't have a dog. Like if you don't have a dog and you don't have vinyl, what are you doing? No You're beard. Alone. You're alone. Come well, on. now we know why I'm alone. So now that we have the answer to the question I've been seeking. All right. So send forever. Lauren uh, a vinyl <laughs> of Barty's music so that she can be more successful on Tinder. That's a project for the weak kids. Uh, we'll be sharing student. links to Barty's his music on our socials. Uh, follow him and Barty's... Uh, it's so fun to see you. Thanks for coming. What a delight! Out. Of course, it was so good to meet you, Caitlin, and good to see yes. you, Lauren. Uh, this has I been love- very cool. This is so fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll catch you next week. Stan stands. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.